Hello, everyone, and thank you once again for joining us here on My Black Auntie, the podcast. That's right. I'm your Black Auntie. If you don't have one, you got one now. And if you don't have one, you probably need one. And here I am. On today's episode, I'm going to introduce you to someone who is very special to me. My own auntie, Auntie Linda, Linda Jacobs. Not only is Linda my aunt, But she's also an excellent, excellent wealth of information about the music industry. She was the royalties director at Malico Records many years ago. And she was also the former director of Jubilee Jam in Jackson, Mississippi, where she booked countless acts. And through her time with Jubilee Jam, she developed a special relationship with Little Richard. She and Little Richard shared so many memories. But on this particular visit, I asked Aunt Linda, Aunt Linda, what was your favorite memory of Little Richard? And this is what she said. Oh, God, there's so many. So all of them were favorites. What's your favorite, favorite story about Little Richard? When did he call you? No, that was John Johnny Taylor, Taylor that called me Pete. Yeah. And Linda used to work at Malico Records. And Malico Records, she worked there during the heyday. And she also dated the guitarist for Johnny Taylor. So I always ended up at the Johnny Taylor concerts. I would be at Johnny Taylor. We would be at Denise LaSalle. There would be something from the Mississippi Mass Choir. But over the time that Auntie Linda was at Malico Records, she developed this beautiful relationship with no one other than Little Richard. So as I was sitting here, I asked Aunt Linda, what's your favorite story? about Little Richard. Auntie, what you think? Well, I have to make a correction. I didn't meet Richard at Malico. Okay. I met him when I started uh, working for, I was the director of Jubilee Jam. Mm. That was What is Jubilee Jam? That's the largest arts and music festival in the state of Mississippi. Okay. He was the first artist that I booked. Mm. And I never thought he and I would become friends, but a a friend of Johnny Taylor told me that he and Richard were good friends. And I said, oh, that's interesting. And so he gave me his phone number and said, call and tell him, tell him I gave you the number. Call and talk to him. And so, you know, I I didn't think that nothing was ever gonna become of that, but one day out of boredom, I said, I'm going to (laughs) try. So I dialed a number. I asked for Richard Penniman. And the next voice I heard, he said, hello. I was speechless. I I really didn't know what to say. So I I introduced myself. I told him I was the person who booked him in Jackson, Mississippi. And I was looking forward to meeting him. And from that point on, we just became phone friends until he got here. He he would call me at home, you oh, know, wow. when he need when he was wondering about something and just just was curious. 
And, you know, it was just an honor to me. I felt special. But anyway, um, I have so many memorable experiences. But I think my favorite, favorite one was after he left Jackson, he had to appear on the uh, Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Oh, wow. Okay. And he said my name on national TV. He was telling Johnny Carson that he he met a sweet lady in, in Jackson, Mississippi named Linda Jacobs. And I went, he said my name. Mm. And other people heard that. They were watching the show. They heard that too. So... You know, I got a lot of phone calls behind me. I'm sure you did. <laughs> but but I, I, there are just too many stories to tell. Well, that was Too really many good. stories to tell. You got one more and then... Yeah, uh, I got one. Oh, go ahead, Dad. Uh, uh, Linda came to visit, visit us in East St. Louis. Uh, people that I knew were informed that she was coming and that she used to be friends with Johnny Taylor. She and she and my wife got a got their friends together and they had a Johnny Taylor party. <laughs> and Linda and Linda absolutely blew them away. Cause she can she had all the goods. She had every CD he made, uh, every, every 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 song he made. She had a it had all of that, and it was strictly a Johnny Taylor party, and those women had a ball. I had a ball watching them. I know you did. Yeah. You know, I had forgotten all about you that. We about sure it? did do that yeah. after he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we did. We did have a party in his honor. Well, one more story, Amanda. What you got? For, for little Richard? Sure. Okay, okay. I'm not bragging or anything, but... Don't do it, Nancy. I was with him, I think I was in um, Alabama. It was some kind of festival. And I was getting tired from being at the festival. So I left uh, halfway of his show and walked back to the hotel. And where the the festival was, it was a lot of rocks. And that was very uncomfortable walking on back to the hotel. But I made it. And later on, when he got back to the hotel, he called and asked me to come down to his room because everybody was down there. I told him no. I said, my feet are hurting. I said, my feet are hurting from walking on those rocks. And the next thing I knew, one of his, um, I guess, bodyguards or something, whatever, he was knocking on my door and said, Richard told him to come down and rub my feet. No. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I said, he told you what? To come down and rub your feet. He said, your feet were hurting. And I said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He probably was hoping that I would say, nah, you don't have to do that. But yeah, go ahead. (laughs) See, that's what your auntie do. Don't don't offer me a good time. I'm going to take it. Oh, Aylinda, you are just a pleasure. And Mr. Johnson, my father, absolutely a pleasure. Uh, Linda, tell me some of your accolades before I let the listeners go. What, what, what's, your, uh, what's, what, what's your history in the music industry? Because she's not just my aunt. 
She's also been doing, she's done some amazing things. And, and she's my favorite fun auntie. Now, I have, a, I have five auntie mamas. And if you're in there out here listening, you got an auntie mama too. If something happens to your mama, that's the person that takes your mother's place as that role in your life, that person who you need to listen to. And I'm, I'm blessed to have five, and they are all my favorites. Now, this is my favorite fun auntie. And Aunt Linda has always been fun. Linda has had me picked up in limousines and taken to places. And I, we've done all kinds of things. But I, I, you know, for me to explain that, you know, this is my fun, Auntie. So, Auntie, what, what, what's your well, work you know, a lot, a lot of people uh, couldn't imagine all of the, the places I've been with Richard. But my most memorable places are the Grammy Awards. Um the Soul Train Music Awards. As a matter of fact, I took my friends. I went one year, and then I had so much fun, I decided I would invite my friends. Mm. Uh, The next year, he had us picked up at the airport in a limo, and everything was just top drawer. I've been to the Billboard Awards. I have met countless Artist so, on top so, of Auntie, artists. were you a promoter? What what were you in? What what was your title? I was director of the festival, so I got a chance to book all the artists, and I got a chance to meet everyone that I booked. Now, what did you do at Malico Records? I was I worked in royalties. Ah, but you know when you're handling an artist's money, his account, they're definitely coming to your office at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when that royalty check is in the mail. They want to know, how come it's so short? (laughs) You don't see them if if, if money is big, but when the money is little, oh, they're coming. Oh, it's always a conversation with little money. With big money, you move quiet. But see, they don't understand, you know, when they were offered a $50,000 sign-on bonus, they spent that making the album. Right, and that's something that a lot of artists don't understand. That that when you get a, a record contract for fifty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, that ain't nothing but a loan. That's all you gotta pay. Matter all of fact, that you pay. end up owing them. Oh, for a record. In the that's end, and, and your first um, when your when your record first come out, I mean that record comes out with the big bill behind it. Mm. So most of the money that that is made off that record goes to the 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 record company. And then the second time around, it goes to the record company. You may not get paid until maybe the third or fourth year. And when you start getting paid, no one's buying it. Wow. Because it's old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a brutal business, but... Yeah, I, Linda, Linda is really the... the the one who encouraged you to pursue music. She did. She was the, she was the influencer. She was the one who heard me sing and said, Erica, I think you can do this. Mm-hmm. And my father, you know, just FYI, is a, a master educator. Uh, what's your bachelor's in, Daddy? English. And, and your master's? Uh, uh, what do you call that? Administration. And masters in administration. Wow. So I'm I'm sitting here with two very intelligent people. An auntie, and he's he's an uncle to many. 
uh, 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 but he's a father to me. And I'm very, very blessed to have these people influence my life. And I hope that this conversation has enriched you the way that it's enriched me. So until next time, thank you so much. You are listening to My Black Auntie, the podcast. If you don't have one, you got one now. everybody how you doing welcome to another episode of my black auntie that's right i'm your black auntie if you don't have one and you need one here i am but i'm gonna tell you the truth all the time today i'm sitting here with two people who are very very special to me Uh, i'm sitting here with uh, my father george johnson and i'm also sitting here with my with my auntie auntie linda linda jacobs and uh we were having a, a, a wonderful conversation, and I, I thought that you all would benefit from their wisdom. So uh, the topic was really about parenting, and I will let your Aunt Linda continue. Well, you know, parenting back when uh, Devin and Kim were small, I, I, was, I was young. I really didn't know anything about parenting. I was just um, playing it by ear. Learning as I go. But boy, did I learn some hard lessons. (laughs) (laughs) From both of them. Uh Do tell. One especially, but I'm not going to single out anybody, but one especially taught me a lot. (laughs) More than I ever ever wanted to know. I think every parent has that child. Didn't you have that child, Daddy? Without a doubt. (laughs) Everybody should should know the black auntie was no joke. It took a lot to get me to black auntie status. I was a big old fool. I did a lot of things that I'm not proud of. And I'm sure my father would love to tell you the stories about some of those things. But I turned out okay. That's the point. And even though you you may be looking at your child and wondering you know where you went wrong and there may and there there will be challenging days but we turn out okay kids do turn out okay but it's a long road ain't linda can tell you oh yeah it's a very long road you, you you and you want that road to end too you want it to end in on a good note yeah. rather than a bad note yeah and my experience it ended on a good note and now i am grandparenting mm. Same song, second verse, but the verses doesn't have a chorus part to it. (laughs) (laughs) So just keep going on and on and on. And I have to always remember that no matter what a child does, it doesn't reflect who that child is. It's just something that they are going through trying to learn. They have to keep on swimming. Yeah, but you know, I'm sure it was frustrating raising me. And I, I can only imagine what it was like for you. You had two. My father only had one. Well, uh, Devin and Kim were, were, were so opposite. Devin wanted everything quick, fast, and in a hurry. Right and away. Kim didn't give a damn how long it took. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dad? Uh, first, first, oh, you were a pleasure uh, uh, growing up. I mean, up until you got to be 12, I mean, you were an absolute joy. You were smart, talented, gave you every reason to be absolutely proud. And I don't know what clicked, 
but it clicked the wrong way for some, <laughs> some reason or other. Uh, uh, a, a little bit rebellious, not too terribly rebellious, but rebellious. Uh, uh, didn't know the difference in a lie and the truth. Uh, and I guess that was, that was the biggest issue, but we just, ex- we just expected that Erica was just gonna be super successful because she was so smart and talented. And, and even with all the smarts and all the talent, she had this inability to listen that was unbelievable. And she's, she's finally getting, getting it. So somewhere, uh, somewhere in there, things went right for her. And I don't know that I had anything to do with that or if we had anything to do with that. It's probably something she picked up on, on her own, but uh, some of the most valuable lessons you can learn are the ones you teach yourself. And, and, and you pick it up from, from your experiences. And so raising, raising you was, was truly a joy. I mean, you are so surprised all the time. And even in your bad moments, you had things that made, made you prideful. And uh, we always wanted the absolute best for you. You're being the only child. Boy, you were spoiled rotten. Was I? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Erica, you were spoiled rotten. But you were so cute until, you know, we just looked over whatever you did because you were so cute. So, so you hear that? A.T.'s everywhere. Look at that little bad child <laughs> and know that behind that cute little smile, you're going to have to deal with some some real... Yeah, you, 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 you could charm the horns off a of billy goat. I mean, but you know, my 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 uh, memorable experience was when you came here to go to college. <laughs> go right ahead. Go right ahead. It's fine. I like to say, I think I went to college right along with you. Okay. Because your mama would send me out there, go get that girl. <laughs> so I was there just about every day. <laughs> I used to hate when she would call. Because <laughs> it didn't matter what time of day or night I had to get in the car and go. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd get up, I'd get off work. <clears throat> I'd get home around about four o'clock. Time I walk in the door. George, you need to go to you need to go down to Jackson. I said, for what? You need to talk to her. I said, we can talk to her on the phone. No, you need to go down there. So seven hours later, I was pulling up at the door. Yeah, I remember you saying, George, that your car, you didn't even have to drive your car down here. Your car already knew the way. Knew. <laughs> I remember you saying that. I remember one time at Jackson State, I was standing in an apartment, and I had a boyfriend, you all had gotten me in the car, and I was flunking out of college. Living in a townhouse, no less. I mean, really, I was. And, and my mama said something to me, and I, and I, I hung up on her. Because I thought that <laughs> I could get away with that. Because I didn't think, surely she wouldn't be coming. <laughs> <laughs> so it was about 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm in my bed. And... I hear a knock at the door. It's Mama, Grandma, (laughs) Linda, Joe, and Mama. I'm I'm trying to think, it was about five of y'all. We were probably. And Mama had on a fur coat and some cowboy boots. She said, Erica, 
open this door. And I knew I didn't need to open this door. I was so scared. <laughs> and I had to open the door. And she snatched me in front. I had friends in the house. She snatched me in front of all the friends. I was so ashamed. But see, you know what? People don't raise their kids anymore. This generation that we have now, they're not afraid of their parents. I'm still afraid. I still reserve just a little bit, and I don't. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily fear, but I feel that it's respect, and it's important respect that takes you a long way. And I got to appreciate it later in life. Now, it, I, okay, we got some stories. All right, you got me, but. <laughs> it turned out okay. And now, you know, it's funny because now people look at me for look to me for advice. And I know that you two can't probably believe that coming from my humble beginnings. Well, we've seen the transition. From you and Kim. We've seen we've seen the transition, but but let me tell you, it, it was it was quite a journey. All I could say, when when I attended graduation, they thought they were going to have to take me to the hospital afterwards because I wouldn't stop crying. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. (laughs) But then it got better. She she got a master's. And then she started work on a PhD. I told her, hey, I'm satisfied with the the BS. Right, and I got a BS. I got it later in life. I was a late student. I didn't understand going to college because I was spoiled. And and everybody had made things easy for you. But almost too easy. So I it wasn't until I learned how to struggle that I think that I started to become a little bit more responsible. And you know, mom would always give me what I wanted. But dad was always the one who was like, I'm not giving Erica anything. And I remember I, I messed up a car so bad one time. He said, you will never drive anything that I pay for ever again in your life. And he meant it. That was a life changer. Since then, I got a car, I got a house, all kinds of stuff. But sometimes the tough love is the best love. And on that note, we'll be right back. That was a wonderful conversation with two people who I absolutely love. As we conclude this episode, I'd like to say, take care of yourselves and each other. You know, being a parent is not easy, but I can promise you that it does get better. And these memories that you make as we go through this thing called life, cherish them, share them, and make sure that you make many, many more. Until next time, take care of yourselves. I'll see you soon. Love, your black auntie.